Yeah, eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL fantasy football podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow the conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming, eat nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guaranteed we get it hype. Fantasy football enthusiasts, I know you plan to be joining us on Eat Sleep Fantasy. Yeah, Eat Sleep Fantasy. Eat Sleep Fantasy. All right, everyone, welcome back to another episode of the Eat Sleep Fantasy Football Podcast, also known as the Pickled Pizza of Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Christian Brito. My name is Jeff. Joining me as always on this beautiful pod is Mr. Dale DeMott. What's up, Dale? Fuck you, Dale! Fuck you! What's up? Yeah, the Pickled Pizza. Uh, I tweeted that a little bit earlier today. Um, Have you ever had one before, by the way? No. It's Has really anyone ever had a pickled pizza, Dale? Well, this is a weird thing. I thought it was like a really new and inventive thing, but uh, after tweeting about it, it seems like a lot of people have tried it, especially on like a cheeseburger pizza, like yes. bacon cheeseburger That's with pickles different. on it. That's a cheeseburger pizza. Yeah, not but it had pe- pickles Not on like it. you tweeted, which was a cheese pizza yeah. with pickles on it. You it had, had a white pickled sauce. pizza. It had white sauce, garlic. And then pickles, and then like drizzled with ranch. Uh, very good. I'm not a huge pickle person, especially, and I'm not lying. I think I told you this before. After you made me drink the pickled milkshake, uh, what was that, two years ago? I have not been able to eat pickles the same. <laughs> and that's the God honest truth. <laughs> and, uh, it, but this wasn't bad. It wasn't bad. Not I bad. still think of the pickled milkshake every single time, though. Dale has said that this is going to be the best episode we've mm-hmm. ever done. I feel it. He told me that is my motivation for this episode. That's mm-hmm. This is literally words right out of Dale's fucking mouth. <laughs> hey, man, let's do the best episode we've ever done. I asked him why he said that. He's like, man, I thought I figured maybe you could use the motivation. And then we start the episode with pickled pizza. So there you go. This is going to be the best episode ever. Yep. I feel it. I feel it. Today we are going to break down. Uh, I know if you guys listened to the last couple episodes over the weekend, John and Brito recapped a few of the week one preseason games. Mm-hmm. We are going to finish that off today and uh, we're going to go through some news, play a game, and uh, maybe go through our Facebook page and uh, start talking about um, some of the listeners on our Facebook page. But we'll go through that a little bit later. All right. So. Uh, let's go ahead and kick this off with some fantasy news. All right. Let's, uh, the very first thing is the Jack McKinnon news. If you guys aren't, if you guys don't know, the athletics, Matt Barrows, uh, projects Jarek McKinnon to open the 2019 season on injured reserve. Uh, he had a setback last week with his knee and, uh, the 49ers are saying, let's just, uh, let's just shelf him and, uh, see what happens. Um, you know, they, they do have Coleman and Brita, which are looking great. And let's see how McKinnon responds over the preseason and going into week one and week two of the regular season. I'm definitely even more excited about Coleman at this point. I know that a lot of people have been hyping up Brita. I am not a Brita guy. I am on the Coleman train. Choo-choo, motherfucker. Yeah, I mean, it's so, and I posted this in our uh, ESF chat earlier today uh, with the writers, and I asked, you know, who who do you guys have between Brita and Coleman? And um, the only reason I don't, I'm not really sure which side to go yet. It's all speculation and hypotheticals right now. It's just, where's your gut? You know, Coleman does have the experience under uh, Shanahan. So that will work to his advantage, but I don't know. Brita did very well last year in his, his limited time that he had uh, as a starter. So, I guess I just feel like Coleman has the starter pedigree. How about that? How how much more do you like Coleman? Significantly more. Really? Yes. I will pay a lot more for Tevin Coleman than I would for Matt Breida, and I know that's not the con- like the consensus opinion uh, is that they're going to be closer together, especially if McKinnon misses time. John has stated he'll take whichever of these three guys goes the latest, and I disagree. I want Coleman, and I've always wanted Coleman. Hey, you you like who you like. Love is love. 
<laughs> All right, what else we got? All right, next piece of news. Theo Riddick is expected to miss uh, six, eight weeks with a fractured shoulder. So that dude is going to be out for the first uh, month and a half of the season. Yeah, uh, what a roller coaster. First, you know, basically being waived by the Lions, so no value, and then getting signed and then missing six to eight weeks, which will put this, I don't know, what, worst-case scenario, week four or so of the regular season. So Dale is the type of person to say what a roller coaster while sounding like he's falling asleep. <laughs> Did I? <laughs> oh, man, don't say that. I'm trying to bring the energy today. <laughs> no, 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 no. Greatest pod ever. We, greatest pod we've ever done. Let's go. Uh, anyways, did you say you did a fractured shoulder or no? Yeah, fractured. That, yeah. That's what I just said. Fractured okay. shoulder. Okay. Um, Antonio yeah. Callaway suspended the first four games of the NFL season under the NFL substance abuse policy, according to Ian Rappaport. Now, these, it, these are going to come up more and more. How much are you, and this is maybe a little not so much about Callaway as it is everybody else too, but how much missing a couple games, say missing two to four games to start the season, how much does that affect his draft stock when you're, when you're ranking these players? A lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to see where I had Callaway to begin. We did this. uh, We did this a couple episodes with Kareem hunt. You look at Kareem hunt. He's going to miss eight games. That's half of the NFL season, but that's two thirds of the fantasy season, regular season. Right. Um, so we're talking about a guy missing a third of the regular season for fantasy. So it should take a third of his draft stock away. Yeah. Realistically, honestly, it's especially if it's not a top end guy that, you know, you're going to plug and play once he comes back. Right. If, if Todd Gurley misses four games, Zeke Elliott misses four games, that's fine. Cause you know what you have when he comes back. But if it's not a top end guy like that, then it's not a plug and play. It, it, those are these are Antonio Callaway is the type of guy that needs to uh, develop and progress and emerge throughout the season. And if he's not going to be there, then yeah. he's not going to do that. Right. And you know, if you're a Baker Mayfield believer, and I'm starting to become more and more, um, the more things I read, the more stuff I see, especially that first preseason game that you guys already talked about. But you know, this could be a quarterback that really feeds a lot of different mouths. <laughs> And Antonio Callaway could have been something, something real nice on that offense. That's a weird way to put it. You know what probably shouldn't have fed a lot of different mouths? Pickled oh. pizza. Oh man! Oh. If uh, this is your you try first it. time listening to this podcast, welcome. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do want to point out that this is our fantasy football with a twist kind of show. I. Uh, I take pride in being a little bit different than other shows because we want to bring you all of the information and uh, all of the pickled pizza with it. Mm-hmm. Yep. That's, we are, uh, you know, it's not for everybody, just like pickled pizza. Ugh. Oh, wow. <laughs> God. <laughs> this is perfect. So uh, for those of you that are just tuning in, this is the first time you're listening. We're, we're just a group of guys that want to talk fantasy. Uh, you could check us out on Twitter at EatSleepFF, our website, EatSleepFantasy.com. It is a website. Or uh, you can join our private Facebook group, Eat Nation private group, and check us out there. We answer a lot of questions there. You can reach us directly. You could slide into our DMs. You can call me in 2 a.m. on Facebook Messenger like Carl does. You know, just do whatever you want. And I'm not going to let you get away with you just saying Facebook. Did I say that? Yep. I just had had a mouthful of saliva. (laughs) All right, you guys, you know that football's coming up. You want to start betting on either preseason and regular season once it comes around. You can go to Nitrogen Sports. Again, just click our link on our page. You can join survivor pools. You can bet on the games. There's tons of other sports you can bet on too. MMA, tennis, golf. What else do they have, Christian? I know eSports is one of them. Cricket. Yeah. Basketball. Baseball. Hockey. Yep. Soccer. Uh, I don't know if you said soccer. And whether you just want to bet a couple bucks on a game, you can do uh, free buy-ins they have available, or you can go into the big high-stakes nitrogen pool. Um, so whatever it is, whatever you're looking for, Nitrogen Sports has it. Again, go to our site, click on the banner, Nitrogen Sports, and check it out. NitrogenSports.eu. 
slash r slash 169 or just click the link. All right, cool. So let's go ahead and get into the final set of games and recap the the rest of the preseason week one. I want to start here with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Pittsburgh Steelers. Um, no Big Ben, but it did look like uh, Dobbs is the going to be the backup. I know there's it, it, it's still not finalized who's going to be Big Ben's backup, and he does have this tendency to get hurt, and he plays through a lot of it, but he does get hurt traditionally throughout through his career. Um, so it is something to note. Um, in this game, I kept a very close eye on Steelers wide receiver James Washington mm-hmm. because my opinion is he's going to emerge as the guy opposite of Juju Smith-Schuster. And in this game, it seemed like they wanted to continue testing that theory. He had five targets in limited play, four catches, 85 yards and a touchdown. For me, great start to the preseason. I'm really optimistic that he's going to be the guy that emerges opposite opposite Juju Smith-Schuster this year. I do think there's going to be games where he completely disappears, but that there's going to be huge games in store for James Washington. He will have production by the end of the year, even if my opinion is that he's going to do it in a very boom-busty kind of way. Yeah, I mean, look, there's a reason, a couple things I want to say really quick before we go into doing all these games. One, there's a good reason I haven't been on the last two episodes talking preseason games because I do think 85% of it is hypothetical. And I hate looking and They're playing hypothetical games? (laughs) I hate looking deep into these games and talking about plays or players in a preseason meaningless game. Uh, But I do think this James Washington piece is really interesting. I I 100% agree with you, Brito. I mean, don't forget, Ben Roethlisberger force-fed Juju Smith-Schuster last year and with double-digit targets for many games. So I think that this offense can produce another solid Juju Smith-Schuster type season that he had last year as well uh, with his wide receiver one or wide receiver two. So James Washington is it, and he has if he does have the goods – Ben, ben Roethlisberger will, will feed it to him. Speaking of having the goods, I, I'm going to agree and disagree a little bit with your statement about these games in general. 99% of what happens is meaningless. But us, in having the goods, bringing this full circle here, no, uh, what we're trying to pinpoint and, and pick apart is the things that matter coming out of this game. Now, week one... And week four are the two games where there's probably the least that we're going to pull away from. Week four, there's absolutely nothing that there's to take away from. But week one is where we're just kind of finding who we need to keep an eye on. Mm-hmm. And James Washington is a guy that we need to keep an eye on. Um, and I, I think this is where, yes, you, you should have some stock up and down on guys. So just to give you kind of a, a marker, like you, you, you're not going to raise a guy uh, 50% in his stock, but you can bump him up a couple of spots because he looks good in preseason or bump him down like the Tampa Bay running backs, like I'm definitely doing, right. uh, because it doesn't seem like anybody is really emerging in that running back game. I am extremely pessimistic about the Tampa Bay running back game only to only to say this, like they're going to throw the ball a lot and they're going to try to move the ball a lot throwing. Um, Winston actually looks competent. And uh, in, in that one touchdown drive that they had, uh, he found Chris Godwin for a touchdown and they both looked good. Chris Godwin um, is a guy who I, you know, had just OK feelings about for this year. But if I continue to see things like I did this week for him he's a guy that i will move up a little bit yep and the way that one touchdown uh chris godwin and uh perriman bashard perriman uh each had two um each had two targets out of winston six that he threw on his one possession so if that means anything to you yeah all right let's move on to minnesota and new orleans minnesota their starters seem to move the ball really well. No Dalvin Cook in this game, but we did get to see a pretty extensive look at the third-round rookie, Alexander Madison. I think that Madison is, to me at this point, the pretty clear-cut 
handcuff. He did it. He wasn't as productive as some of the other guys filling in and playing this game, but he did have the early receiving touchdown. He was serviceable, and it looks like he's going to be the real handcuff to mm-hmm. Dalvin Cook. Do you, uh, do you agree? Yeah, no, I 100% agree. And I love him really super late in drafts, especially when you when you draft Dalvin Cook. I think uh, he's he's a pretty important handcuff to have. Uh, I do want to note, speaking of Mattinson, Mattison, and uh, running backs, uh, Vikings combined for over 200 yards on eight and a half yards per carry. Um, so that's uh, I think the Vikings are ready to run the ball this year. Even Amir Abdullah looked good. I mean, yeah. that's how well the Vikings are going to run the ball this year. So uh, let's talk a little bit more about the Vikings. I have one more little thing. Uh, only one catch, one target, but it seemed right off the bat, uh, Adam Thielen, 34-yard catch. I don't feel like he's going to go away this year. And people are lower on him because of how he faded the yeah. second half of last year. Uh, but... <laughs> I don't think the expectation ever was for him to do what he did the first half of last year. So if you can just kind of find a middle ground to that, Adam Thielen, that's all we're asking for. Um, And I think that's very realistic is that middle ground between what we saw at the beginning of the season and what we saw the second half. Yeah. Uh, All this, you know, what have you done for me lately? This is where you could find really good value. (laughs) And I think you're going to find better value than he's worth, uh, or I think you could find better value than what he's going for, Adam Thielen. So. Okay. I'm more confused about your opinion on Adam Thielen because you said both sides of that. I know. I screwed up. Um, best episode ever. So, <laughs> on the New Orleans side of the ball, chalk. Nothing. Yeah. No. no news. I'm dead no. serious. Nothing. No news no. for New Orleans. I have nothing to say. Yep. Okay. My only thing, and I can't even give you anything that happened on this game because there wasn't much, that I'm really trying to pay attention to is who's going to be the third receiving option for this team. Because it's pretty clear to me that Thomas and Kamara, obviously, are going to continue in those roles. Right? Mm-hmm. Um, there's still the option for the third wide receiver because now they bring in Jared Cook. They have a second season of Traquan Smith, who saw some some highlights last year in, in limited action as a rookie. Uh, but I think they both have a potential to be the third guy in this offense. And in, in years past, not in the last couple years, but the years before that, Drew Brees was known for spreading the ball around, that no wide receiver was getting more than a quarter of the target share. And so I think this could be a year where we repeat and go back to that kind of Drew Brees. I'm very optimistic about this offense in general. I think it's going to be an elite NFL offense for 2019. And mm-hmm. so these are two guys that I have my eye on for preseason weeks games two and three because I want to see who gets more targets out of them too. Right. Who is Drew Brees looking for on that on that first and second option you know, if Thomas is covered, where is he turning to next? Sure. So that's it. Thanks. Mm-hmm. Thanks for the input. I'm going to do uh, the same thing for the next you, game. You Go. Well. Just do <laughs> Listen, I'm going to take off my headset. You're going to do Cincy in Kansas City. Hey, I will I, be back. No, no, no. I had good no, no, no. Back. I'm putting a timer on. Four minutes. Oh, man. That's you have long. four minutes I can't to go cover. The, huh? I can't go four minutes. This is, I'm going to do a new bit. You can't go four minutes. Poor wife of yours. Damn, All right. You told me. Ready, set, go. All right. Headset, wait, headset off. <laughs> Stop this. <laughs> now you're putting the pressure on me. Now I don't know what to say. Okay. Uh, so Cincinnati, Kansas City, uh, not a ton here. The couple of little things that I do want to point out. Uh, McCole Hardman is really, really fast. As you can see, if you follow uh, any fantasy relevant people on Twitter, I'm sure they retweeted some sort of video from the shovel pass. I think it was like a 17 yard shovel pass that he got. And uh, he looked just as fast as like a Tyreek Hill. Um, So I don't doubt that they drafted him to kind of maybe not replace him, but uh, maybe be his counterpart. So keep an eye on him, especially in dynasty formats early on. You may not see a lot. I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of mouths to feed between Kelsey Hill, uh, whoever is running back there. We'll find out. And, um, and then, you know, of course, Watkins too. So let's see how that pans out. But McCole Harmon should definitely be on your 
on the back burner there for you. Three minutes. Oh, man. That's only a minute. Jeez. Okay. Uh, so on the other side of the ball, Andy Dalton, he didn't really do much. He did have one possession, completed seven of nine. Uh, it is worth noting that Tyler Boyd was by far his most targeted wide receiver for this game with four. Josh Malone had two. And then a few other guys had one target each. So my only takeaway here is Annie Dalton is probably the same quarterback that he's been for the past three or four years. And um, this Kansas City offense is going to be probably just as good as ever. Uh, I know a lot of people are talking about degrading or downgrading Patrick Mahomes. Look, it's hard to repeat as a number one fantasy option. It's hard for me not to rank him as a fantasy one, as a fantasy uh, number one fantasy option in quarterback. So, Christian, you can come back now. Oh, man. Well, Two I minutes. Could, I, he didn't talk for four minutes for any of these, and I, I chimed in a lot. So he's uh, this is just unfair here. Um, so what else do I have for Kansas City? And that's really all my notes for Kansas City. And, uh, yeah, that's about all I have. So you guys are going to kind of be stuck with me here for a couple more minutes while I uh, – no, nope. all right. I will go along because I have another game that I want to break down too, and that is the – Dallas and San Francisco game. Uh, not much with the Dallas side. The kicker, uh, Mayer, basically scored all the points for the Cowboys. Uh, the one good thing about the Cowboys is their offensive line. Travis Frederick, he missed all of last year um, with a Killian Bear syndrome. He should be back this year, and he's probably one of the best centers in the NFL. So when he's back, this offensive line should perform way better. We'll see what happens with Zeke. One minute. <laughs> He's stupid. Uh, we'll see how you know what happens with Zeke, but um, this running back situation, whoever's starting, should do just as well uh, this year with an improved offensive line. Nick Mullins is a definite backup in San Francisco. If you guys are wondering, I don't know if that's relevant, but I want to throw that in. He uh, he did pretty well uh, week one, and. If you're looking at 49ers rookie wide receivers, Jalen Hurd and Debo Samuel, both are probably uh, um, should be on your radar. Both very fast, very physical. Uh, so you should you should be keeping a keep an eye on these two rookie wide receivers. I know John's going to have a lot more on them. If you're interested, make sure you hit up John at JL underscore Chapman, and he'll tell you all about what to watch for for these two rookies. Um, especially with the news that Trent Taylor had to have surgery to fix a broken toe. He will probably miss all of the preseason. So, uh... <laughs> <clears throat> All right, so we're back. Los Angeles and Oakland. Hey, right, hey, so wait, I'm not done bit. yet. It doesn't matter. Trent I... Taylor. Well, I'm in the middle of talking about Trent Taylor. Um, Why are you not talking about Cincy and Kansas City? You should have had your headphones on. You would know. I took a sharp left. Did you talk about Cincy and Kansas City? Yes. You did not talk four minutes about any of these teams, and you want me to talk four minutes. Anyways, don't, don't say guy. Guy. <laughs> so We're talking about L.A. and Oakland now. Heard did catch two touchdown passes. Actually, L.A. So and L.A. filling in for Taylor. I need to so stop saying Oakland. I still do like Trent Taylor. I think he could have a very solid part in this offense if the offense clicks like people are hoping they will. So, uh, but herd is uh, herd is good. When do, when do you uh, when do I get to talk now? Because I gave you four minutes, man. Okay, you go. All right, the Raiders and the Rams. This was the worst preseason game of all the games. Okay. Okay. Oh, this I you stretch out four minutes. Yeah. Long, long so. Pauses. <laughs> Well, I, I, I was expecting you to talk now because the whole reason that I did that is because you didn't talk my entire previous section and I wanted you to have a conversation with me. See, uh, the way a podcast works, typically. Don't tell me how podcast works. All right. So you would think after this many episodes, how many episodes have we done, Dale? Uh, I think this is 276. Okay. So after 276 episodes, you would think that we would have some sort of like 
way that we're communicating more effectively. This is 279, by the way. Right. Way more, more yeah, effective communication, back and forth, you know, so, some real dynamic between us. No, you let me talk for four minutes. And then when I said, okay, you're like, okay. Over that one thing, because I, I told you I don't like these hypotheticals, and you're going on and on about the Saints backup quarterback. It's like, let's go. Come on. I never talked about the Saints backup quarterback. See, I lost track. I wasn't even listening. I never mentioned Teddy Bridgewater <laughs> once. One of my favorite backups in the league. Did have this conversation with John, though. Okay. All right. So uh, the Rams in Oakland, 14-3. to three. Uh, That's more points than I honestly expected them to score in this game because it was brutal. The Rams uh, decided they weren't going to start anybody. And then the Raiders said, you know what? We're going to start even less people that are meaningful. So um, no huge takeaways from this game. Uh, Mike Lennon looked even worse than Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman actually looked like a competent NFL quarterback. And the best play of the game was probably him scrambling. So (laughs) that's my entire fucking highlight for Oakland. For the Rams side of the ball, rookie Daryl Henderson Somewhat crappy debut, six rushes, 13 yards, not great. One catch for negative five yards. I think there's going to be better days ahead. Uh, But I do believe Todd Gurley is going to be fine and healthy. But I want to keep mentioning Daryl Henderson because I I don't think that the reports of uh, Gurley's workload being um, reduced are false. I think that's exactly what's going to happen this year Mm -hmm. is they want to keep Gurley healthy for a potential Super Bowl run. They don't want him to miss the Super Bowl. So um, Gurley's workload is definitely going to be lessened this year. And while I still think he's going to be great, I I still think he's going to put up RB1 numbers. I think Henderson has a role in this offense for 2019. Cool. I agree. Do we have I another game to play? Really hate you, dude. Do you want me to just repeat what you said? Because I agree with oh you. Oh, my God. I, it's just best episode ever, guys. Okay. <laughs> did you finish Dallas and San Francisco? I, fin- I finished two games, yes. And you you did two games two. in four minutes. Yes. Because... I'm clear to concise. And Did you, you just... talk about George Kittle? Oh, well, um, I'm sorry. The listeners need to know Did about George Did you talk Kittle. about Debo Samuel? Yes. What did you say about Debo Samuel? That he's the rookie wide receiver to own there? Uh, either him or Jalen Hurd. No, or... it's him. If Trent Taylor is not there, Jalen Hurd is, has a very good chance. Debo Samuel, yes. <clears throat> he's going to he's gonna. Although Hurd did score two touchdowns, but still, it's because, Samuel. Because, again, if Trent Taylor is not there... I think Jalen Hurd can can make a splash. Okay, so Dale, what? are you ready to play a game? Sure. Are you ready to play a game? Yes. All right. We're going to play a little bit of, we're going to bring it back, this or that. Yeah. So what we're going to do here, Dale, is I'm going to give you a rookie running back, and you're going to tell me, do you want that guy or do you want this guy, okay? And this guy that I'm giving you, is Josh Jacobs. We're going to start with the, for most people, consensus first rookie running back off the board. Not necessarily for us, but for most people, the consensus rookie running back number one off the board in Josh Jacobs. And I'm going to give you a couple guys going around Jacobs right now. Can you tell me whether you'd rather have Josh Jacobs or Derrick Henry? Um, I do like Josh Jacobs. I am putting Derrick Henry ahead of him. Uh, just by a couple spots. Look, I'm not going to have this heavy argument and beg people to take Derrick Henry over Josh Jacobs because if you feel really confident in the Oakland Raiders offense, then you definitely should. Um, But really, Tennessee isn't going to be much better. So um, I'm just looking at Derrick Henry's previous year, and at least that's we have that to go off of, over 1,000 yards and 12 touchdowns. If the Titans, and I've said this before, if the Titans are inside the five-yard line, there's no chance that Derrick Henry will not get the ball that's double negative no chance that he will not get the ball so yeah, so he's definitely getting the ball. he's definitely getting the ball <laughs> that's correct that's fine all right i'll give you one more josh jacobs um or another guy going back to back with him mark ingram this is a little tough and i kind of put these guys all in the same category as like pretty strong rb2s um 
Okay. I think I'm going to go Jacobs. You got to pick between them. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going I'm I'm going Josh Jacobs. If both of them are available, you know, I'm looking to I'm looking to get this RB2. I think I'm going to take my chance at Josh Jacobs. We're not right. we're not exactly sure how this Baltimore situation is going to play. Are we Have you guys talked about Baltimore at all? You and John? I uh not really. I I I 100% uh think it's Mark Ingram's show, but It is. So but we're not uh, I don't know. I think there's other factors there. And we definitely know that Josh Jacobs is going to be the man unless Mark Ingram is uh is going to go awesome. By the way, I mean, I, I don't know what I just said, but I meant Doug Martin. Did I say Doug Martin? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Best show ever. <laughs> we are the Pickled Pizza Fantasy Football Podcast. All right, let's move on to the next running back, Dale. Do you want David Montgomery? Or Sonny Michelle. Oh, or Sonny Michelle. Sonny Michelle's. I want to hear your thoughts on Sonny Michelle because I know you really liked him last year. You were you were one of the. Uh, what do you want to call him? You spearheaded the Sonny Michelle love last year. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, he was he finished just outside of an RB two last year. Missed three games mm-hmm. and didn't get a lot of production in a couple of games where he was just coming back. Really, it felt like he missed five or six games because it was a couple games he just didn't get the work coming back from injury. Um, if he's healthy, which he's not right now, and he's gonna, he's coming back from that, um, if he's healthy, he's on the pup right now, um, I think he's going to be ready for game one. And if he is, that offense is going to run, run, run like we've never seen New England do before. Yeah. That's my opinion of New England offense. And they might run in the sense that some of their passes may be more like runs. They'll be behind the line of scrimmage or uh, a yard or two in front of it, and that won't be Michelle. That'll be one of the other four running backs on the roster at that point, but I think Michelle will be the first and second down running back for most of the uh, season, and that's not to say he can't catch the ball. He's extremely talented in that regard as well. They just have great pass catchers. Um and uh, I think he's due for a RB2 value with RB1 upside if, if everything were to crack and fall the right way. But Listen, I'm going to give you a scenario, and you tell me if this is a cop-out or not. If, if I'm getting a running back and my options are Sony Michelle and David Montgomery, and I already have a running back, I'm going David Montgomery. I'm taking a chance on the upside of David Montgomery. If I'm picking my first running back here, I mean, if, yeah, if I'm picking my first running back, I'm going Sony Michelle. That's fair. I, I don't know. I think Sony Michelle is safer, but I think David Montgomery definitely has a higher ceiling. These and, are uh, two guys in that RB2 area that I would both be excited to have. Yeah, same here. Um, Montgomery is my number one rookie. Mine and too. if you put a gun to my head and counted three, two, one, and I'm going to shoot you and you have to pick one, I might take all the way to one to make a decision. (laughs) And uh, right now, if nothing else changes, David Montgomery, because I just need to see Sonny Michelle healthy. Mm. But I like them both a lot. Okay. So let's go next guy on this list. Uh, David Montgomery or let's continue this argument. Mark Ingram, because I want to see where you're feeling about Mark Ingram. David Montgomery or Mark Ingram? Uh, I'm going David Montgomery here. Okay, and let's do one more. Just let's base this a little bit off the news today. David Montgomery or Tevin Coleman? David Montgomery. All right, so we both feel pretty strongly about Montgomery. Yeah, I guess so. Having a nice rookie season. Yeah, I think so. So let's talk about one more rookie. Uh, Actually, let's do this right now, because I feel this is necessary. David Montgomery or... Josh Jacobs, who we just talked about. Yeah, I'm I'm going David Montgomery. Slight. As a, 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 a couple spots. Yep. So far on this list, I'd go uh, Derrick Henry, then David Montgomery, then Josh Jacobs, then Sonny Michelle. Um, I'm sorry, then Mo- Sonny Michelle, then Josh Jacobs. So, just FYI. Yeah. Um, all right. Last running back rookie that I think we need to mention here, I want to talk about Devin Singletary mm. because it seems like 
you and John both have a hard-on for Devin Singletary, who right now is the third running back on that depth chart. Um, And while I think he's going to have value for Dynasty Leagues in the future, you guys think that he has some value for 2019? So let's talk about that. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, just watching him play, uh, I did. I think uh, either it was uh, Steve. Um, he's part of our DFS and Dynasty crew at SSPAC21. Uh, I think he did some video cut up of him. And in, in college, I, I'll be completely honest, I didn't watch any of him in college, but I did see some video that uh, Steve cut up. And he's just, he's sharp at the write up that Steve did on him. It's just was. Uh, basically um convinced me and the way that john's been talking about him too i haven't seen a lot of film on him i know these guys have and i trust him and just watching him on the preseason looked very sharp has a lot of uh good reviews from the coaches so i am uh i he's he's getting placed there in that low-end rb2 slash flex right you know right around the the darius geises and lamar millers that's where you think he belongs I think so, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so real quick, Devin Singletary or Duke Johnson? Mm, I got I'm moving Duke Johnson up. Uh Yeah, I think I'm going I'm, I'll I'll take my chances on Singletary. Is that crazy? Right. No. I don't know. That's fine. Me, I'm, I... If that if you like him and you're saying that he belongs with that Geist group, then yeah. he's ahead of these guys that I'm naming. So Devin Singletary or Adrian Peterson? Yeah, long. I mean, yeah, season long. Yeah. All right, David Singletary or his counterpart in Buffalo, LaShawn McCoy. Yeah, Singletary. Okay, Devin Singletary or the consensus third or fourth running running back rookie, Miles Sanders. Singletary. All right, now I'm just I'm I'm gonna go a little higher, and then I'm gonna go Devin Singletary or Latavius Murray, the backup in New Orleans. Singletary. Yeah, so you guys are fucking crazy. Look, and I know my argument probably isn't as strong as theirs. I do trust both John and Steve a ton when it comes to this, especially rookies. Um, and I will read and watch everything I can to make my own, you know, form my own opinion if I like guys or not. And uh, what I've read and read, what I've read and watched from them, uh, convinced me. So okay. I am, uh, and and of course the preseason, um, you know, week one, the. Uh, he seemed to be looking pretty sharp too. So I get that the two guys in front of him are ancient, but as long as LaShawn McCoy is not cut, which they might still do to save themselves money. That's absolutely, yeah. But as long as LaShawn McCoy is not cut, he's going to be the starter for the whole season. Sure. So um, I I think the Singletary love is did you, a did year you see premature. As long as he's not cut, he's going to start. <laughs> like, yeah, because they could save a, they could save a ton of money. No, that's exactly the situation, though. So, um, I, I think that's 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 the truth of the situation. Is if he's not cut, which could still happen, it's it's the LaShawn McCoy show for this year, and the Singletary love is going to have to wait a year. Yeah, um, I think he can beat out. I think he beat out LaShawn McCoy, anyways, but. All right, so our last segment here, I just kind of wanted to go through some of our bullshit, but save some of it for the end. Uh, Not be too long-winded before we get to the fantasy at the beginning of the show, since, I I mean, a lot of you enjoy the bullshit, but a lot of people want the fantasy stuff, so trying to, you know, make sure everybody's happy as much as possible. Mm -hmm. So for this, I want to bring back something that Dale used to do, well... He still does, but he does it more privately. Now I want to do it back in public and just kind of go back to stalking our listeners. Uh, you guys know a lot about us. We don't know a lot about you. And so I, I want to talk about I, what I think is the new Carl in our Facebook group, and that's Lewis. I think there could only be one Carl, but... Okay. There's like the Hispanic Carl? Sure. How do you say Carl? He posts a lot Spanish? of memes, man. Just a lot of memes. I love memes, but he posts a that's, lot of memes. Dude, I love it. And there's so many that I can't like. Like there's okay, some... so are you on Lewis's page? Uh, yeah, Lewis Fernandez. Wait, uh, don't, uh, don't say his full name. Jeez, <laughs> lives in Palm Springs, California. Oh man, this is not good. I don't know if we should. It do says it. he's from Coachella, California, which I don't believe. I think that's just like 
he's just trying to make his profile sound cooler. Uh, yeah, probably. Agreed? Yeah, yeah. And apparently he's a Cowboys fan, which... Uh, he's got a picture of a cheerleader's ass as one of his pictures. He's got pictures with his kid. He's he doesn't have a goatee. lot of pictures, though. He's got the goatee that I... Oh, mm-hmm. well, now he's got a beard. He looks that cool. Old picture. And he, huh? looks, he looks cool. Uh, and he looks like he could probably beat you up. What? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. There's a picture uh, of him in a Halloween costume. He's he Mexican, ripped. right? Um, yeah, I don't I'm assuming. Know. That's I'm assuming. that's for you to decide. That's for me to decide because I'm the the resident Hispanic that's allowed to make this judgment. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm gonna go with Mexican because he's in California and that's the majority Hispanic there. Yeah, that's true. Good point. So it's not like Miami where it's a guessing game. Yeah. Uh, I don't have a lot to say about his profile. No, actually, he doesn't have a lot of personal stuff on here, which makes boring. me seem that uh, that he's hiding something from the real world. And I'm guessing his real name is Eamon Lewis. Um, I bet you this is just... It's Luis. He wants, well, he wants That's to his be, real name. It, this is like, uh, I don't know, some other, like, give me like um, like Jose Rodriguez. And wow. he just <laughs> And he just wants to be on Facebook. So he changed his name just so he can post memes and and. Uh, if you want to follow him, he is uh, Snapchat is Big Lou eighty <laughs> four. I don't know why that's on there, but actually, do me a favor. If you listen to this episode, just follow and request Big Lou eighty four on Snapchat. He's if a- you do nothing else, don't forget about fucking giving us five stars on iTunes or following us on Twitter <laughs> just for the meme. Mm-hmm. Send a picture of a duck to Big Lou 84 once he accepts your request and say, hey, man, I was told to DM you duck pics. <laughs> duck pics. Uh, this is this is the equivalent of um, and we do appreciate his support, by the way, because he is a big supporter of our show. Um, so let's not get that confused, but, um, this is like the equivalent of, I don't know if, I don't know if I'm just do this or if this is common. Do you ever look at people's pictures and then like look in the backgrounds of stuff and like try to get a glimpse into their real life? I do it a lot and people call me a creep. Like I've done that with John a couple of times and he's, I do it with people like you to see if there's anything in the background I can make fun of. (laughs) Yeah. It was really weird because I do that a lot. My wife was actually talking today and she buys stuff off like Facebook marketplace and stuff. And she actually said like when she buys stuff, she'll look in the background to see if the house is nice because like she'll buy stuff for our daughter. And so like if she buys like a stroller or something, she'll look in the background and if it's like really messy or whatever, like she maybe thinks that, you know, maybe they didn't take care of their stuff well enough and or something like that. So I thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, So this is kind of equivalent to a, Looking at the background of pictures is like, um, it's just like, uh, you know, Facebook, Facebook. All right. I'm done with this segment. Are you done with this segment? Yeah. I guess. Okay. I thought it was fun. You know, um, he doesn't have enough personal pictures though for us to really dive deep into his, his family. Says he's got a friend in Vegas named Jessica. We're going to Vegas. You should, uh, introduce me. Christian. We're there for business. Ah, is that what we're there for? He did post something that says, I'm not racist. I have a white friend. So that's good. That's racist. <laughs> um, he did post about his breakfast today in Palm Springs. Uh, very um, well-rounded bacon, hash browns, a little slice of uh, watermelon there. You think he wants to join us in Vegas? Ask him. Oh, my God. And introduce us to Jessica? We start. You don't even know this person. I do not. I'm saying I want to. <laughs> well, if he's listening, he can reach out to you and let you know what's up. All right, cool. All right, so that'll do it for this show. Best show ever, Pickled sure. Pizza. Um, I think we uh, fell a little short of best show ever, and we'll try again on the next one. <laughs> See ya. Oh, for Christian Brito, my name is Dale. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah. 
Eat, sleep, fantasy, you rocking with the best. NFL Fantasy Football Podcast. We talking mock drafts, running backs, better follow. The conversation with John, Dale, Christian, and Armando. Screaming Eat Nation, we doing what we like. Tune in every week, guarantee we get it hype. Fantasy Football Enthusiasts, I know you plan to be. Joining us on Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Yeah, Eat, Sleep, Fantasy. Eat, sleep, fantasy.